If you've followed me for any amount of time, you know how much I love a good productivity resource, especially when that resource is designed specifically for us as assistants. Office Otter integrates your messaging apps and email to capture tasks, then helps you streamline your workflow by allowing you to prioritize and rank them. In addition to these benefits, you can also create recurring tasks, turn a task into a task template, quantify and pull reports of all your work, how awesome is that, and so much more. The best part is you can sign up for free. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more and get started. Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, friends. If you are listening to this podcast episode in real time, I also want to invite you. I'm teaming up with Office Otter to host a goal-setting party for assistants on December 14th at Noon Mountain, so Uh, next Wednesday, December 14th at Noon Mountain, which is 11 Pacific and 2 Eastern. So please join us. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, We are going to set some goals. I'm going to also talk about how to approach goals, kind of um, maybe delve into some of the concepts I'm going to discuss in this podcast episode even more. And then we're going to do breakout sessions. Um, Office Otter is probably also going to be sharing a little bit about how they can support your goals in 2023 and beyond. I'm a big fan of Office Otter because they are such a big fan of us and they are constantly listening to feedback and iterating and implementing and all that to help you better your lives, to help you streamline your workflows. So please join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. There will also be giveaways and uh, lots of just networking and a fun time as assistants. And it's so funny. I went and spoke at um, an event or actually a retreat for Zillow employees last week. And I just love being in a room of fellow assistants. There is nothing quite like it. Um, There's nobody who understands what we do as an assistant. So yeah, please join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, I am still getting over a cold. I picked up another cold this last weekend. Man, my family and I have just been through it with illness. Um, It's just that time of year that's part of it. I think also we had been quarantined. We've not been around people for so long. And so whenever you're around people, germs get shared. So yeah, I just, if, if my voice sounds a little weird during this podcast episode, that is why, because I'm still dealing with some stuff just getting over uh, another round of being having another cold since probably Saturday evening, and I'm recording this on Wednesday. So yeah, I, I'm just kind of getting past some stuff today. It's just how just how life goes sometimes. Um, so thank you for your patience with regards to my voice. If you are listening to this after the fact, like a week or two after after this episode went live that's okay. Stay tuned. I plan on doing a lot more fun collaborative events where assistants can get together and have discussions and breakout sessions and just connect with one another. So please stay tuned for those as well. I'll be announcing them here on this podcast and in my emails. So if you're not on my email list, be sure to get on my email list. Also, I forgot to mention where you can register for the goal setting party. You can go to officeotter.com slash goal 
party, officeotter.com slash goal party. And I will also put the link in the show notes below. So please check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, guys. So on to today's episode and what I want to talk about today. And I want to talk about how to approach goal setting. So I know a lot of us struggle with goal setting. Not all of us. Some of us are okay with setting goals, but a lot of us do for a variety of different reasons. And so I'm going to talk about my approach to goal setting or the things that I've noticed have been helpful for me and then for my clients as well when it comes to goal setting. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is to the first strategy or approach to goal setting is to approach goal setting from a place of abundance. So what do I mean when I say from a place of abundance? Well, first of all, I mean not from a place of lack. (laughs) So lack looks like trying to fix yourself. That's one iteration of lack. So um, if we think there's something inherently wrong with us and we're setting a goal to try and fix ourselves in some way, it can often lead to perfectionist fantasy. And perfectionist fantasy is a term that I first heard coined by Carlo and Thiel. She's a fellow coach of mine. And it's referring to setting up a huge goal for ourselves. Like the goal I often like to give is getting healthy. Like I'm going to get healthy and I'm going to work out five days a week and I'm going to eat nothing but fruits and vegetables and maybe a slice of meat here and there. And and I'm going to do this, that, or the other. Like I'm going to walk five t- like five days a week. And then once once that thing doesn't happen, it all just goes into the air. Like the entire goal of getting healthy gets set aside, right? The deal, and, and truly guys, you are already perfect. So I do think that there is there is this thing of like wanting to fix ourselves to get out of discomfort of dealing with whatever it is we're dealing with. So we're trying to fix something to get out of discomfort because we don't want to be in the discomfort of where we're at. But where you're at is already perfect. And so uh that's my first encouragement to you guys is that where you're at is already perfect. Of course, we set goals to try and improve ourselves. Of course, we want to like take take strides, make uh, make a goal that will stretch us to grow, all those things. But if we're approaching it from a place of trying to fix ourselves, I don't think that's the best approach. I think we can make a subtle shift there in our mindset to approach our goals from a more abundant place. I think also another place of lack that we often set goals from is because we feel like we should. So I see this a lot when it comes to spending time with someone, perhaps a family member that you know you struggle spending time with, or perhaps a friend who's challenging to be around. I see this also with like working out. Like I should want to work out more. I don't. I think I look fine. I feel fine. I don't want to do that, but I should want to. So I'm going to like set that goal for myself. Now we can always manage our brains to like around those things that we don't want to do in the moment. That's not what I'm saying here, but I'm saying if you genuinely don't want to spend time with somebody, probably creating a goal around spending time with them is not for you, or you need to do some work on those thoughts you're thinking about that person before you set that goal for yourself. Um, another uh, back to working out, like if you're genuinely happy with, with where you're at and you don't genuinely want to work out, but you feel like you must, or you have to, or you should, it's another thing to consider. Like, do I actually want to do what, what the goal is I'm setting for myself? Is it something that I actually want to do? Or is, is it based from a place? Is it coming from a place of lack? Is it coming from a place of trying to fix yourself or setting a goal because you feel like you should? Another area of lack that I often see is setting goals based in fear. So I see this, especially like with assistants who are starting out in a new role, we have this fear that our skill set is lacking and we have this fear that because our skill set is lacking, we may lose our job. 
So then we go out and we try and learn a new skill set, but it's not from a place of like adding value. I want to add value. I want to like really level up. I want to make sure that I'm um, operating optimally, whatever the case may be. We learn a new skill because we're afraid of losing our job. So there again with a subtle mindset shift, you know, like I spoke about the subtle mindset shift around spending time with someone or creating a goal because you feel like you should. I do feel like often we can set goals based in fear without even realizing it sometimes. So just check in with yourself and ask yourself, what is this goal based in? Is it based in abundance? Is it based in a desire to better myself? Is it based in my future self? Is it based in in the long-term aspiration and is it do- will this be doable long-term if I if I'm creating this goal for myself and it's a long-term goal is this going to be actually doable long-term um I see this a lot when when it comes to losing weight and like people getting on diets and I see this a lot around this time of year where we're going to go into the holidays and then we're going to come out of the holidays and it's January once so we set this new year's resolution and we're just going to change it up and we're going to get on a diet and and even if it's only for like a few weeks, 12 weeks, whatever, like we're going on a diet. But I don't know that that's necessarily sustainable for long-term success because when you're dieting, you're on and off and 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 uh, doing all the things, like are you actually, is it actually going to be sustainable long-term? Wouldn't, like I'm all for, I do Whole30 once or twice a year just to kind of reset and reframe my relationship with food. I'm very intentional about why I do it. I really don't do it to lose weight. I'm doing it to explore new recipes that are whole food based, um, to really come back to the ground level of like eating organic, eating whole foods, that sort of thing. And to kind of bring myself back there because I can tend to wander. So if I can return to that once or twice a year, I find it a very centering, grounding thing. But if you, but if I were to do that from a place of wanting to lose weight and fix myself and do this, that, or the other, and, and it was coming from a place of lack, it doesn't feel as good. It's not, and it won't have a lasting impact I want it to have. Like I carry those recipes throughout the rest of my year. Um, and so... And so, yeah, I like exploring all those things, but if you're doing it with intention and with an intention that feels good and true to you, not from a place of trying to fix something about you or um, or setting a goal from a place of fear, right? So just be, just be aware of why you're setting the goal. Be really honest with yourself. Don't kid yourself. Don't try and talk yourself into setting a goal. If you don't actually want to have the end result or if you don't actually want to go through the process of what it's going to take to get to the end result. So when it comes to goals, uh, I would encourage us all to set goals based on what you really, really want. So how do you know what you really want? First of all, I, I it's funny because I'll ask, I'll ask clients this question all the time. I'll be like, well, what do you actually want here? And they'll be like, I don't know. And the reason they don't know is because they've never really given themselves permission to consider what it is that they want, right? We are so wrapped up in taking care of everyone else around us that we fail to actually consider what it is we actually want in any given circumstance or situation, what it is we actually want um, for our lives and in our careers and 
like what it is that we want for us. So the first step I have to knowing what you want is to just give yourself permission. Just give yourself permission. And the second strategy for knowing what you want is to explore. So try a variety of different things. See how it feels. Try, like if I were going to um, try and figure out a way of eating that I wanted long term for myself, I would try a variety of different foods. I'd try a variety of different things and I would touch stay in touch with my body and just ask myself how I felt. Did I feel better eating this thing? Did I not feel better eating this thing? Whatever the case may be, again, with a health goal, right? So just just try a variety of different things. Try, just get, allow yourself the opportunity to explore what you actually want, to actually explore what brings you joy. So for me, I really enjoy tango dancing and I really enjoy the challenge of it. I really enjoy the precision of it. I really enjoy being led across the floor. It's like meditating with someone. But had I not explored that as an option for myself, I would never know that I liked it. And so I think that I think that it can go a long way to explore. And I also think a lot of fun stories can come out of exploring something that is not a good fit that you don't actually want to do, that you don't actually like, right? So just pay attention to those things. I think one thing that I explored several years ago, I've never been a strong camper, but I was going to reframe that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to reframe my my relationship with nature and with camping and all of it. And so I went out to nature and I'm like, I'm going to do this. No, it didn't work out. I didn't like camping. And there's this horror story with my husband and I. It was just like we had this awful horror story where we actually broke up after an ill-fated camping trip. Neither of us are strong campers. But like I wouldn't have known that had I not explored. So I don't consider that a failure. I consider that an exploration of myself and knowing myself, knowing that I need indoor plumbing. So then the following year when we went camping, we actually brought a camper. So there's indoor plumbing. We had a great time. So like it's kind of figuring out what it is you want and and trying a bunch of different things that you think you may like and just giving it a shot. And a lot of us have an inkling. I think a lot of us have an inkling about what we actually want and what will what will lead to joy for us, but that inkling has been ignored for so long that we need to stay that we need to get back in touch with that part of ourselves that that knows or that has has a good inkling so that we can actually explore and give ourselves permission to actually want what we want. Okay, so then how do we actually set our goals? Like I mentioned before, so the first strategy is, or the first approach to setting goals is from a place of abundance. The second approach I would encourage us all to take is goal setting with constraint. So I think the big difference for me between goal setting and like a New Year's resolution is that Goals aren't all or nothing. Like a New Year's resolution is almost like that perfectionist fantasy thing that I mentioned a few, a little while back, a few minutes ago, where I was talking about, hey, if this doesn't work out, then the whole thing goes by the wayside. That's like when we think about New Year's resolutions, that often happens. We can keep a New Year's resolution for one or two months and then it's gone, right? Then it just goes out the window. We give up and we quit. But goals are not all or nothing. Like I mentioned before, like we can have this goal of getting healthy and we can work out five days a week. We can drink lots of water. We can eat only foods and eliminate sugar. But it's not all those things feel good in the moment. And honestly, sometimes those things aren't even doable. Um, and so like, I, you know, when I, I have this goal to do yoga three days a week, 
And the first week, it was awesome. I went to yoga three days a week. The second week, my baby was in the hospital with RSV for five days. No yoga that week. The following week, I was playing catch up. I went to yoga maybe once that week. The week after that, I was got sick. And then we went to Idaho for Thanksgiving. Like, like, But I still have that goal because I know the goals aren't all or nothing. Constraint is uncomfortable. I think a lot of us would rather go to the all or nothing fantasy. We'd rather we'd rather go to perfectionist land where we're like, I'm going to do all these things and it's going to be amazing and, and it's going to be so awesome. But actually dealing with the discomfort of constraining down and being like, I'm going to drink lots of water this month. And then next month, I'm going to work out two days a week and drink lots of water. Like however you want to kind of mix it up, however you want to approach um, your goals with, with a bit more constraint. So we aren't trying all the things all at once. And then when the minute one of those pieces goes by the wayside, we drop it all. So also allowing yourself to feel the discomfort of constraints towards an end result. So I do have a goal actually to, to be a little bit healthier. I want to strengthen my body. I also want to spend some time in touch with my body. I spend so much time in my head every day working hard, doing all the things, taking care of the family, doing everything, like taking care of the kids, taking care of my executive, and then um, also showing up for whole assistant and my coaching clients and everything that I just wanted three hours a week where I could be in my body with myself, feel the feel how it feels to move, feel how it feels for my muscles to strengthen, feel how it feels to not be able to do a pose yet, but be working towards it. But constraining down to only three days a week, guys, for me is really uncomfortable because my brain tells me, well, that's not enough. Well, if I, if, 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 if I don't do everything, then I won't get a toned body. If I don't also walk five, three days a week, then I won't get a toned body. If I don't do crunches, all the things, right? And here, and like your brain is going to try and solve for this comfort by taking on more, by taking more action. But actually, <laughs> like I would, I would encourage us all to constrain because then once, once that habit is formed, then we can move on to the next thing, right? It's hard for a lot of us. It's hard for me too. But like going to yoga three days a week, that's my health thing for right now. So I'm going to focus on going to yoga three days a week. And even though I not, may not be able to go because my kids may get sick, I may get sick, whatever, I'm still going to be a person who goes to yoga three days a week. The first two approaches to goal setting that I would have us all take is to approach goals from a place of abundance, not trying to fix yourself, not setting goals because you think you should, um, but setting goals on what you really want. Also, constraints. Goals aren't all or nothing. They are lifestyle choices. And then the third and final approach to goal setting I would have us all adopt is goals are less about achieving and more about becoming. I'm going to repeat that again. Goals are less about achieving and more about becoming. So as I mentioned just a minute ago, I have this goal of going to yoga three days a week. Three days a week, right? So I could make that about achieving. And then after three or four times of not going, of doing it imperfectly, I just kind of give up on the whole goal. But I like the idea of making goals less about achieving and more about becoming because then I have to ask questions like, how, who do I have to become to be someone who does yoga three to five days a week, right? 
So it's an improvement of your self-concept. And it's so fascinating. I was actually talking about this with my husband this morning. Like, um, he takes showers every single day. And I was like, yeah, I don't take, I don't shower as much as you, but you better believe that I'm putting on my makeup every single day. I'm doing my face. I'm doing my hair. I'm doing all of it. And he's like, that's okay. Girls are less stinky. I don't know that that's necessarily true, but like, you know, um, my skin, it gets really dry. I don't like to shower every single day because of that. So, um, so, but I do do my makeup every single day and it's just a non-negotiable. I don't even think about it. I just get up, I put on my makeup and I go and I want to be the person who doesn't even have to think about going to yoga three days a week. Like I just get up and I go. It's just what I do. It's just a part of who I am. So, and that, that kind of becomes a part of your self-concept, right? Like a part of my self-concept is I am put together. I show up for my day ready to slay. I show up for my day, like put together so that my outside reflects my inside. It's just a way that I approach my life and approach my day. So when I think about setting a goal for myself, I always think about who I'd have to become in order to achieve that goal. And in that, your goal then becomes a lifestyle. It's not so much a task that you that you check off your list. It's not so much a goal that you consider complete or done. It's a way of being. It's a way of embodying. So um, I like this so much because then it also improves my self-concept. Like I'm someone who goes to yoga three days a week. I'm a yogi, right? Like it's so funny because I started going to yoga. I went to yoga three times and I told my husband, I came home and I said, I am so a yogi. Like I just, I did yoga three days this week and I was already a yogi. But I love this because it's an adoption of a self-concept, right? It's an adoption of taking an external goal that I have for myself taking a goal that I want, something that I want to achieve and believing in it so very much that it becomes a part of who I am right away. So um, I think also we think that we'll be happier once we achieve our goal, but how we achieve the goal and who we become in the process is more important than actually achieving your goal. I'm going to say that again. We often think we'll be happier once we achieve our goal, But how we achieve the goal and who we become in the process of achieving the goal is way more important than the actual achieving of the goal, right? So I just want us all to play the long game here with our goals. I want us all to conceptualize ourselves as somebody who has already achieved the goal or somebody who has the capability of already achieving that goal and then step into the reality of the inner knowing that that's just who we are now. It's kind of like a becoming more than it is an achieving, which is just so much more fun to think about because in that way, your goal then becomes inevitable. Like if you don't give up and you get up and you keep going towards a goal, it just becomes inevitable. And this is also, I I know this to be true because I've had a financial goal with Whole Assistant for the last, I think this is my third year of having the same goal. And I haven't actually achieved the goal but who I've become in the process of trying to achieve the goal has blown my mind. Like I have leveled up in so many different areas in my own personal in my own personal self and my own self-concept around being an entrepreneur, around um, around my money goal, around who I am as a human. Like all of it has leveled up 
right? And I'm taking the actions to get there almost to the point where I don't really even care about the end goal anymore. It's not even about the money or about the end goal. It's more about who I become in the process. Now, I think it'll be really fun when I do achieve that goal, but I think at the end of the day, it'll be kind of lackluster because I've been already living from the place of having achieved it for so long. (laughs) right? Like I'm already living from a place of having achieved that goal for so long that like when I achieve it, I'll be like, yeah, of course. Like I've been there already for the last three years or been working towards being there for the last three years, right? So that's what I have for you guys today to review. I will have us all approach our goals from a place of abundance with constraint and making goals less about achieving and more about becoming. All right, guys, that is what I have for you guys today. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. If you're an assistant or administrative professional, I'd like to invite you to join me inside the whole assistant membership. In this membership, we'll be unpacking and implementing the concepts I discuss on this podcast with monthly lessons and weekly group coaching. If you want to create sustainable strategies that will help you level up while remaining free from overwhelm and burnout, and learn what it looks like to own your role, use your voice, and stand in your power, this membership is for you. Go to wholeassistant.com membership to learn more and get started.